Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. do folks what it do 2 what they call that palin palindrome something like that i don't know Man, that's, that's, all, that's all a, i know is it's tuesday right, it's tuesday it's team no sleep that's all that's all yeah. i know what's up what it what it it's do tuesday two twenty two and it's, it's deuces man you know how that goes straight see, deuces. It's, it's a work day we on the clock right that's, yeah that's yes all sir no every day we on the clock so Team No Sneak, we back in the house, y'all, talking about social impact of sport. We're going we gonna to get into some things. We got a lot of content to go over with you today. We like to start with the uh, – all of our stories are hard-hitting. Dang, I, 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 shouldn't even, I shouldn't even front like that. Right? We, all, we always start <laughs> – I'm going to say that, right? All of our stories are hard-hitting, and this first story <laughs> has to deal with some, some folks throwing some blows. So I'm, I'm not even going to mess around. We're going to go get into it right quick. Uh, Michigan basketball, Wisconsin basketball mm-hmm. game was um, game was already decided right at the at, at the tail end of the game. So at the end of the day, Wisconsin won this game seventy seven to sixty three. There was a uh, there was a timeout call by the wish by the Wisconsin coach that didn't seem to be appropriate to. Michigan's head coach, Jawan Howard. Y'all know Jawan Howard. Shout out to Michigan. Um, thus, there got to be some altercations and some confrontations and some words exchanged during the handshake line after the game. Coach Howard didn't like the fact that he called the timeout. He gave the man a few words. They got to talking loud. They got to pushing each other. Next thing you know, Jawan Howard is ending up swinging at anybody that was in his way. Then the whole melee broke out. I'm putting it I'm putting it on the screen right here right now. So talk to us about your thoughts on this whole altercation. And so take a look at this right here. The coaches get to arguing, bickering back and forth. Uh yeah. You know this this is this one is um when the competitive spirit kind of takes you know gets the best of you. You know, I think you know Hearing hearing the press conference from Juwan, um, saying you know you know, the guy put his hands on him. I didn't yeah. I didn't see anything that warned him to throw a punch in the video, but I don't know what words were exchanged. Um, I I wouldn't condone this by by any means by anybody that's in athletics to you know, to, to go to fisticuffs unless you unless you in the boxing or you know in the boxing game or MMA game. But the one thing I do believe though, um. NCAA, and this is I'm, I'm gonna take kind of a little to the little left. In my in my opinion, the NCAA, as bad as this incident was, needs to thank Jawan Howard and, and the Wisconsin Badgers because before up to this moment, nobody was talking about college basketball. 
No one. College basketball was not on no one's radar. It wasn't no one was as close as we are to March Madness. Okay. Even as close as we are to March Madness. Yeah. Ain't nobody talking about, no one was talking about college basketball. The the All-Star game got all the hype. We still talking about football. We still talking about all the other things (laughs) going on. You know, we more worried about Cooper Cup and all them than we are about what's supposed to be the best, you know, the, the best thing in college in college sports, March Madness. And we haven't talked about anything until now. Yeah, but you know, look, this, now this, this, now, this, come on now, but this this isn't the conversation that we wanted to have, right? We we, we no, didn't want to have the conversation of, of Juwan Howard going out there no. and trying to choke Coach Guard in in on on national television. Hey, hey, but but you know, hey, all hey, any press is good press, right? As they say, <laughs> any publicity is good publicity at this point to to resurrect that now. Don't get me wrong, Jerron Howard is very is definitely wrong in this situation. I, yeah. Like I said, I didn't see anything that warranted throwing punches. Um, no one got hurt. It, it's just, you know, man, it's competitive nature. Guys get overzealous. Yeah. Guys start pushing and shoving. A few punches are thrown. They will be reprimanded. They'll be handled. And you move on. I mean, should he lose his job behind it? Obviously, Michigan moved in swift and wanted him to lose his job, so they moved in swift and suspended him, and rightfully so. Do I does that warrant him losing his job? I don't, you know, like I said, we weren't there, man. And by history, he, that's nothing compared to what Bobby Knight used to do. That that's nothing true. compared to some of those okay. other coaches. Used to do. All right. You know, well, Don Chaney. So you just dated Don, yourself a little bit, too. I'm, I'm just going to put it to you. Right, that's all right. Hey, I don't mind. Uh, hey, uh, man, I'm a historian, bro. That's what yes. I'll say. I'm a historian. Yeah. So what I'm saying, Don Chaney back at Temple, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Bobby Knight was very infamous for, for being physical with his, not only his opponents, but physical with his own players. And for this to happen, man, that's just an unfortunate incident that happened. But they moved in swiftly and they corrected it and they they reprimanded it. Okay, let's move on. It's not, I don't, I don't see they want to make it a more of a bigger story than what it is. Like he's some he's some Neanderthal, like he's just attacking guy. Man, it got it got into a heated conversation. There was some blows thrown and they're gone. Yeah. Now, like I said, the one good good thing about it, it brought some publicity back to the NCAA. And everybody's gonna be excited about March Madness. These guys going into it. We we gonna we you gonna want to see these two teams. Yeah, one, one see, more time, right? <laughs> one, one more again. <laughs> see them going. See them going it again. Yeah. And see you know, you know see everything. But I mean, at the you know at the end of the day, man, like I said, I think both schools handle it properly. Yeah. Um, I believe uh, Jawan Howard got fined twenty five thousand, and I know the Badger coach coach got fined ten thousand for his part in it, which I don't know what he did. I mean, besides touching Jawan on the chest. Yeah. He got by ten thousand. Uh, Wisconsin AD said they're going to pick up the ten thousand dollar fine on his behalf because they felt he shouldn't have been fined at all. And then now they're just—I think both parties are just kind of ready to move on and move past it and let those guys, let those kids play basketball and try to get get them some good seats in the tournament. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, know, you think about it, Michigan is is pretty decently well positioned right now for 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 runs. So I mean this mm-hmm. is this is kind of one of those distractions that unfortunately had yeah. happened. I'm not gonna say had to happen, one of those distractions that happened. But uh yeah, you're mm-hmm. right about that. Um yeah. Coach Howard I think, got I think, uh, uh got suspended no. for five games. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know yeah. yeah he's gonna be five he goes suspended until the tournament comes. He made a statement. I think like um uh, you know, we're, we're, you know these these guys are. You got to think the nature of the, the, of, of Jawan Howard, competitor who's at the five five. Yes, this is alma mater. He played in the NBA for I think thirteen or fourteen years. You know, I think he was once an All Star in the NBA. Competitive nature. He knows basketball. He's he brought he resurrected the, the program because definitely Michigan was dead for forever. And then like the last couple of years since he's been coaching, they've been in the tournament. They've been able to make some noise. I just think the competitive nature and everything goes. I think people like 
you know, the people that appall appalled because he threw a punch because he was being competitive. He didn't he didn't he may have hurt somebody with the punch or struck someone with the punch, but it didn't physically damage nobody, hurt nobody. It was just an altercation that happened, which we all men it, it happened. Yeah, yeah there, there was there was a lot of pushing and shoving and, and calling people out by their name. But you know, again, not, not yeah. making light of it. And, and again, I'm just gonna come in with, with the doubt and Thomas, kind of the third person looking in. Yeah, Coach Howard was involved, I believe it was uh, mm-hmm. last season with an issue as well, right? He had an altercation with another team's coach and we just don't want this to be a pattern for him, right? Because it, it looks bad for the program. It looks bad for him. The fact that he did not, I, I actually, I thought when I first saw it, I said, they're going to let him go. Right. Because it's, yeah. kind of good. it's, yeah. it's just a bad yeah. look for him, but I'm glad that they didn't go to that full extreme and they just suspended him for five games. But again, you, you make up a good point. And folks, if y'all don't know, if y'all too young, y'all go ahead and Google Bobby Knight. <laughs> Coach Bobby Knight was no joke. That that man would, would get out there and he would choke you and he would he would make you run up and down the, the court and then, then he'd choke you. Then he'd throw a chair yep. at you. Right. Yeah. So I mean there there have been way more extremes in terms of what a coach would do to his own team. Not not talking about the the, the opponent or the mm-hmm. officials, but what he would do to his own team during practice and doing games. So yeah, this, this and, and Joan Howard, you're right, man. Just com- completely competitive nature. This is where he played. This is where he almost won the championship. You know, if Chris mm-hmm. had called him timeouts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he almost had a chance at, at the title, but I don't know. It's it's just, it's newsworthy. It's an unfortunate, it's an, it's an unfortunate incident, but it's yeah. not, it's not death penalty incident. You know what I mean? It's not. It's good point. Yeah, that's good the point. part. That's the point that I think that people take to extreme. Like, oh, this is, he should be fired right away. He should be the, okay. Really? So if we're going to go back, go to that thing, then you're saying that every time that somebody gets in a, a competitive altercation, that they should be just fired and suspended and gone forever. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I, you know, I take light to different situation. I, let's leave it, take it back just like last year. I remember the Michigan State coach got into, got into a verbal altercation with one of his players. Yeah, Izzo. Um, yeah. And they were going back and forth. And everybody was like, oh, he's, you know, he can't be doing that. Yes, he's a coach. Why can't he do that? Yeah. He can challenge his players. He should be able to get it. And if it's a verbal altercation, trust me, at the end of the day, they work it out. Yeah. You know, it, you, know, not, you, know not, you know what the problem is? And, you know, I'm a, before I say what the problem is, I want to get some shots out. I see some, some cool folks in, in, in the comments there. What's up, JP Hightech? Good to see you, brother. Fantastic stream you had today. I'm glad I checked it out. Good to have you here. Dr. Kevin Cox is in the room. Good to see you too, as well, sir. Um, the problem with, with this right now is that everyone has instant access to everything that happens. Back in the day mm-hmm. when a coach was reprimanding his team or, or getting it in with the players or whatever, it, it stayed within the locker room. There was nobody yeah. with a camera. There was no one with a cell phone. You know, you, you didn't have that immediately streaming it out to the whole globe that mm-hmm. Coach Allen was was in our case for whatever the case may be, right? And But now it's a whole different dynamic, and then you got folks that are – doing the Monday morning quarterback and thinking, you know what, that was wrong. If I was there, I would have done it better. Don't be treating the kids mm-hmm. that way. And, and again, it's, you get too soft. I, I, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, you, you do well, have to have well, some confrontation and some, some type of uh, I, I really do. You got to have some of this conflict to be a strong. I, well, I think the conversation is like, just, just because it's blasted out to mass media, it, just because it's blasted out to everybody across the world, doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. Yeah. Or, it's, or so detrimental that, it's it's the cancel culture because they did something wrong in your eyes. That's not the fact of the matter, man. I mean, like I said, 
in this, in this particular case, you know, I, 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 I would defend it like this is a competitive game, competitive mm-hmm. situation they're in. They, it got overly heated. According to Jawan and, and, and the other coach, and the other coach knew he called a timeout and that wasn't warranted. That's why he wanted to explain himself. Exactly, exactly. That's why he wanted to explain himself. You know you don't call a timeout with four seconds left when you're blowing them out. That's almost like rubbing it in their face, like, oh, how we beat you. Yeah. And Jawan took offense to that, and he wanted to stop and explain it to him. Jawan didn't want to hear your explanation. There's no reason in the world for you to do it. Yeah. And then from that point on, it got escalated. Yeah. You know, I'm saying you are. I'm already frustrated. We lost. You know, you, you, now, now you're. You know, now you're in my face. I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk to you. I wasn't even walking down the line to shake your hand. But I, I got up with the balls to come in and kind of just walk, shake your hand, and then you're gonna stop me and put your hand in my chest and try to explain something to me that I don't want to hear right now. Yeah. Now we start to get into the verbal confrontation. Confrontation. I lost my cool. I threw a punch. Yeah. I don't even think. I think he struck. You know, he just struck open hand. Like no one was hurt. He's been reprimanded for five games. It's, I don't believe it's that big of a deal. Like, you know, people talk about, you know, like I said, firing him or doing more than what he's been doing. He's been suspended for five games. I'm sure he's going to have to do some things with his team. I'm sure he's on probation now from whatever he has definitely, to do. Definitely. And, and, and that's the negative part. On the bright side, he's put a spark back on our eyes on NCAA basketball. <laughs> I mean, you, you you're laughing, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. But you know what? You you telling the truth, brother. Yeah, I'm laughing yeah. at what you just said. And 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 Kevin Cox got jokes, right? Again, talking about the timeout during the championship. Chris Weber thinking he had all these timeouts. That, that is hilarious. Oh. You know. So I mean, it, it is what it is, man. I think I think it's I think it's going to be cool. Um, I, I'm a you know I'm, we're old school. We come from the situation where. You know, we used to look forward to the Knicks and the pros of Knicks and the, the, the Pacers fighting. All the time. Chicago Bulls and the, and the Pistons fighting during their series. So we're used to that competitive nature where, you know, it might have to get a little bit physical in order for me to impose my will in order to to, to win. Um, and I and I think Jawan comes from that 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 same background, that same mode that we come from. Most definitely. Like, I I'm, I want to, you know, I got you know, I'm competitive as I could be as I could possibly be. And if I, you know, if we things ain't going my way, I don't mind pushing a few people out of the way or throwing a few blows. I don't, and I don't mind choking that. somebody if necessary. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Jawan, let, let me put you these know, hands on. Let me put these. You know, hands so, on. but I mean, you know, like I said, I think I, you know, he, he, I wish he wouldn't have put his hands on. I wish they could have handled it a better way. Yeah. But I mean, I think Mr. The, I, I would commend the University of Michigan to move in swift, self-impose their own punishment on coach. Yeah. Take care of the fines, and you know, let's move on, man. I, I, like you said, I'm tired of the soft culture, this soft ideology yeah. about how you're supposed to be coaching, how everything's supposed to work. Shine all that, man. Let's just, yeah. you know, let's be competitive and go. As it, I mean, because again, a lot of time, and we'll, we'll move on, but again, that's coming a lot of time from folks who never laced them up, right? From folks who had never yeah. been in the locker room, don't know that, listen, it, it's not a lot of clean language in a locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, you, you may get what you get during press conferences, but look, look we... We say some things in the locker room, and and it's, it's definitely a lot of bravado. I, look, I, I can only see from the, from the male side. I'm, I'm I'm sure on the, on the women's side as well. They they cut loose and do what they need to do. But again, that's that's that competitive nature. That's what separates the losers from the winners, the best from the worst, and that separates second place from first place. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. My goodness gracious, we'll see. Now I got a question for I got a question for you in that same, in that same yeah. standpoint in this same circle. If, you, if you're a player, like I, I read some things about the, you know, how the players going to look at Jawan now. If I'm a player and my coach is fighting for me, yeah. fighting for a loss, wrong, right, wrong, or indifferent, 
you know, he got me. He got he's got me now as his player. I'm all in. I'm all in, 100 percent in. Right, wrong, or indifferent, because he's fighting for what he thought was wrong done to us. Yeah. Uh um, I seen some people, you know, I seen some comments like, oh, you know, you know, what what you think, you know, what was the players gonna do? I think, I think they're all in. I think any coach I ever seen that I've never, first of all, I've never been in that situation, but if any coach was fighting for me or fighting for what he thought was right for us and our team, you know. After the conversation we have as a team, I'm all you know. I'm I'm bought in. I'm even bought in more than I was bought in before, because I'm like this dude's really for me. For me, so I think people need to not look on so much on the negative side. Yeah, it was wrong, and he's been reprimanded for it. And I would be saying this about any other coach. If he's reprimanded for it, he's fine. Let's move on. But I think in the Michigan and for Michigan and for them, I think this is a kind of maybe this might be the spark they needed mm. going into the tournament. Yeah. Might be the sport for them as as, as the basketball as their basketball culture, which is very rich, for them to kind of say, "Hey, we're ready to get on top," you know. And I think this is a probably a spark for um, Jawan to be like, "You know what? I need to make sure I definitely handle myself, definitely get my point across, and, and you know, and make sure, you know, I know some people are going to invade my space at times when I'm mad. I can't handle it that way. Yeah, yeah um, that's, that's because now point. the spotlight is because the spotlight is now on me, and I can be reprimanded. The situations can happen. So you know. You, you take a negative, but you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a, uh, ten times more positive. I believe in the situation. I agree. I agree with that. Kevin Cox, my issue with is why are the starters in and full court pressing the walk ons at that point and and at that score? Yeah, look, man. Again, here, here we are with the with the Monday morning quarterback trying trying to figure out the what's and the whys, but um, not not condoning the, the action and you know questioning. Not condoning the action, but yes, questioning the call and questioning who was out on the court because that that just seems it seems peculiar, right? And and that did have some explaining to do and and kind of like Monte was just saying, man, Juwan didn't want to hear the explaining. Whatever whatever Coach Guard thought he was trying to do um, during during those last few thirty seconds of the game by having them the personnel that he did and then by calling the timeout. Yeah, so he can advance the ball. That, that I understand from a rules perspective, but 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 again, it just when there's the unwritten rules too. Right? Yeah, in a yeah. Lot he of broke sports, the unwritten rule. Absolutely. Yeah, he broke the unwritten rule. Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. In, in a lot of sports, there, there's some things that aren't written down in black and white in the rule book that you just man, you just probably just probably shouldn't do, or or it's going it's not going to look well for anybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going. You're going to go home with some scratch marks on your neck because yeah, you yeah, 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 put yeah, these yeah. hands on you. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, yeah, you don't you don't have a few lump lumps on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's all low. Man, uh, we got some moves that are happening uh, with sports. We've talked a lot about coach movement, especially on the NFL side. We got an individual who I could have put all my money Whatever, all, all $20 that I got in my pocket, I could have said he would never, ever get a job. But show enough, ladies and gentlemen, Brian, Brian Flores is now a coach. Not as, he's not a head coach, but he is, he is coaching with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is their senior defensive assistant. He's focusing on linebackers. So uh, the Rooney rule is, is, is alive and well in Pittsburgh. Because Coach Tomlin, who is the ultimate uh, shot caller in terms of hiring and firing for coaches and assistants, made this call. The GM, Kevin Colbert, said, Coach, whatever you want, we're going to make it happen. And next thing you know, Brian Flores is on the payroll in Pittsburgh. He's gone for Miami. 
talk to me about this right here, man. This this stranger things have not happened. <laughs> man, <laughs> I I could only say I was with you. I would have doubled down my 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 nineteen dollars with your twenty that this was gonna happen. Um, I think this speaks volumes for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Rooney Rule and, and Coach Tomlin. How they saw, I think, something that was kind of going wrong or something going left and to hire Brian Flores because not only just because that, but just because he's a qualified individual to coach. You know, they should have a job. They should be working in the NFL. And they're, they're preventing him from being blackballed in that scenario yeah. um, by hiring him and putting him on staff. <clears throat> um, he still has a pending case. I know it's been, the case has been modified. I don't know if they're charging him, but it's been changed and modified for whatever they're going to come with yeah. uh, against the end of against his lawsuits. But I think this is like, this is one of the most epic hires I've seen in a long time in the NFL. And he's not even a head coach. This is a position coach. Yeah. I mean, he he's definitely, you know, Coach Tomlin is definitely taking a, a, a front seat and getting in front of this thing and, and, and hiring this guy. Uh, and then not only I think he can make the team better, you know what I mean? He, he's a great coach. He did some great things in Miami where he didn't want to be fired. He, well, he shouldn't have been fired or let go the way he was let go. Um, and now that he's there, I, I'm looking for Pittsburgh to do some really, really good things, man. I mean, uh, you know, Brian Flores being kind of being the overseer of the defense and really focusing on the linebackers and kind of sure from things that they were kind of lacking. I think he'll be really – he'll have an intricate plot in the draft, right, what they, who they're going to yeah. draft and what they're going to draft, especially in the middle rounds. He'll have some good input on what, 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 what he wants to see out of the players. And then after that, man, I think now Pittsburgh, obviously we know their number one priority is to get a quarterback or figure out who the quarterback situation is going to be. Um, and then beyond that, I think it's going to be just like, you know, let's get let's get to work. You know, this is going to be something. Let's see how it works in the end. Um, I know there are two alpha males in there. Brian Ford's definitely an alpha male the way he coaches. Yeah. Tomlin is an alpha male the way he coaches. You know, he's the way he runs an alpha the male too, right? He's an A5A man. So, yeah, he's literally yeah, yeah, yeah. an alpha man too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, I would, I'm interested to see how it's all going to work out. I think it's going to work out for the best. Yeah. But, I mean, I think in this situation, it's about time that, you know, someone looked out for someone. Look out for our own. You know, I'll be very blunt about it. I think it's a really, it's really encouraging that someone looked out for our own knowing that it was being wrong done. Yeah. Um, other people do it in other situations all the time. They see somebody doing wrong and they, they throw him a bone and make sure they get him back in and he's just kind of in the background doing whatever. I'm glad that, that we were able to, you know, the Rooney family and the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to okay Tomlin to do it and Tomlin was able to push the button and make it happen. Yeah. I so mean, now we don't have somebody just blackball. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I was just telling you offline, man. I think, I, you know, I might become a fan this year, man. Look, I think I'm, I might I'm gonna send you a couple of terrible tiles. tiles. I'm gonna send you a terrible yeah, tile yeah, so, so we can so we can do what we need to do. But yeah, I just think this is big. I think this is big. I think it's big. I think it's not so big here on the West Coast because you know we kind of more laid back. Yeah. But I think everywhere else, especially you know football guys that are really into football and people that are football, you know, that's that's everything. This is a huge hire. This is a, a really big hire in the industry. Um, and I believe you know, Flores is going to probably do everything in his power to make sure he proves everybody wrong as a great coach that he is. And him making that that Pittsburgh still, you know, bringing back that Iron Curtain the way they want to bring it back. I think he's the guy that's going to be able to light that fire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look, I'm I'm excited. I, again, I I think this is crazy. Didn't think he would land anywhere, but I, now that it has happened, I think. Pittsburgh would have been the only place to land, right? Be, yes. Just be, because you know we've heard of the Rooney Rule, but but this is this is it literally in action. This this actually yep. shows that you know they are looking for the best person to fulfill the job and look first 
at those in, in the minority, right? Look, look yep. first at minorities who are in the position that can actually do the job. If you can find someone there, they need to be your first choice. If you can't find anyone there, then find, you know, the best person for the job. What is it? Well, rever- is it reverse reverse uh, affirmative action? I don't know. Right. You just call it whatever well, you want to, but what it is, is giving people the chance who never had the chance before. And the Rooney family is, is, is putting their money where their mouth is and hiring the best per- possible person to do these particular jobs. Mike Tomlin. Exactly. Brian Flores. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I like to echo that. And I'm Prove that us wrong. I think- Talk to us folks. Prove no. us wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's crazy. I think I think the great thing about this, like you like you said, not only hiring a hiring a minority in that situation, but hiring a qualified yeah. minority in that situation. Yeah. Not somebody that's not qualified, not somebody that doesn't have the background, not somebody that doesn't have the pedigree and the in the in the and the and the history that Brian Forrest has. You know, they hired someone that was qualified. Yeah. So he gave a qualified person the job. Not like some of these head coaches that are getting jobs that are not qualified. You know that aren't OCs that haven't been there before, that haven't earned their stripes all the way up. I, I'm, I'm a big Sean McVay fan. Don't get me wrong, Sean McVay is, is great, yeah. and he's proven himself to be a quarterback. But Sean McVay wasn't qualified to be a Rams head coach. Exactly. Someone outside of that gave him that job, and he's proven himself as he goes along. Yeah. You know they made the right call. Same with a, a number of other coaches, the Jets coach, the Chargers coach. All these guys are guys that just kind of fell into these roles. God knows how. No one even knows how they fell into these roles. Some of these. You know, you know, you know, you know they, somebody who knows somebody and got you an interview yeah, and got you on yeah. top, man, whatever. They, I mean, they, they, and it'll be honest, let's, let's keep it 100. Go no ahead. Oh, here we go. Let's let's get no, it. They're not, they're not put them no, let's, let's go. Let's get it. Put them on blast. Nepotism at its best, right? It's nepotism yeah. at its oh, best. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, I don't have a problem with it at all because, I mean, I have a problem with it to the point when you, when you hire people that aren't qualified. Yeah. If you hire somebody that you know that's qualified, and they're a friend of yours, and you trust them, and all that. By all means, you have the right to hire whoever you want, right? If you own a business, and that's this person you know, you can feel more comfortable with. Them. Yeah. But the, the same token, some of these guys, we don't know their background, but they they're not they're, they they don't have the resume that other guys have, and they get the job. There's where the problem lies in the nepotism. You know, I, I think I think especially in football because it's such a small community, people don't understand that. In the NFL, only employs maybe at the most maybe two thousand people, which is which is a multi hundred billion dollar business. You know, so two thousand people have to are working in these jobs, doing these things, um, and they're promoting and, and getting guy you know getting people in. You, you trust the person you know, but sometimes a lot. Of, well, I should say something. A lot of times they hire people that aren't qualified. Urban Meyer was was a perfect example, but Jackson Jaguar he was unqualified to be the head coach. Yeah. He was that, that was immediately one. evident. He was not ready for that role. That, that's true. He was not ready for that yeah. role, but, but but it was given to him, right? Yeah. It was just given to him. He never coached in the NFL ever before. He only coached college football. He was already suspended from college football for his, his practices he was doing there. Yeah. And his first <laughs> hire was a guy that was a known racist. Man, yeah. There was there was there was a strength and conditioning coach. I mean, all the the flags were already all on the wall, but they still hired him, right? They still gave it to him. They still gave it to him based on whatever scenario they had, he had with the GM. So, again, kudos to Pittsburgh. They hired somebody that, that was qualified. He happens to be a person of color. I think he's going to do wonderful wonderful things in that, in that organization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. L- looking forward to it. Look, I, I, I spoke with someone earlier today who was a Miami fan, and he says uh, he actually is also happy that 
you know, Coach Flores landed somewhere, and we'll we'll just see how it works out. Hopefully, he can get out there and let the look, let the X's and O's do the talking, right? Put li- yep. line up them uh, them insides and the middles and the outside, li- line them up, and 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 just do do some damage out there. Let you know, let let the let the work speak for itself. But I, I, I yep. think it's going to happen. I really think it's going to happen because it was a, it was a shame he got fired from the first place. Um, Correct. Well, we'll never hear the explanation of that. <laughs> but we we, we won't. I don't, we'll, 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 we'll never we'll never hear the truth. Whatever with the truth, Brian has his story, his 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 version of it. The Miami yeah. Dolphins organization have their story of it, their version of it. Yeah. One of the stories is tainted. We know that for a fact. That's it. One of the stories is very tainted, uh, and one of them may be exaggerated. You know what I mean? One may be a little exaggerated. One's no one's tainted. Bottom line, we'll never get the truth. No. We're never gonna get the truth, the, the the whole entire truth of it. But uh, but me personally, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Brian Flores just on the history of the NFL. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm just keeping it real. You, you know, know history has, has the odds stacked against us, so we 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 gonna go with with the yeah. underdog for sure. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I love it. I love it, man. Um, we got three socially impactful stories this week. We ha- we so we got those two, uh, the Michigan brawl the basket brawl as as it's as it's being hashtagged <laughs> out there the basket brawl uh coach coach flores getting a job so shouts out to that but then you you brought this story to my attention um i'm i'm gonna sit uh in the second row as you talk about this a little bit larry oh, miller man. is uh an executive at nike for one this gentleman right here black man executive at nike so shouts out to him on that uh, he actually got into an altercation at the age of 16 uh, in in his hometown. He's now 72, and he was actually conv- and he actually killed a, a, an individual at that time. Yeah, that's been on his heart ever since then. From 16 up to 72, that's been on his heart, been on his conscience, been on his record, been on on everything that's personal and professional, and just you know, emotional, spiritual, and and, and everything in between. The story is coming out that Larry Miller is getting the chance to talk to the family of the individual that he did kill, uh, yep. make some sort of amends with them and just have a relationship with them, kind of talking about the situation. But I'm going to read it while, while live, right? So shouts out to being live streaming and, 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 and I'm going to get some, <laughs> get some information. But talk to the folks about why you wanted to bring this story up because I'm intrigued by it as well. You know, the fact that this black man, Nike executive, and just coming from that darkness, right, and and coping with that, living with that, and and now, again, attempting to make amends with the family of the of the young gentleman that that he killed many many years ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I, this story caught my eyes just because the powerful figure that Larry Miller is, with him being an executive at Nike, um, and that you know he actually, when he was young, I think we get back in West Philadelphia, he got into an altercation. When he was 16 years old, and he, you know, he he murdered he murdered a young man. Yeah. Um, and it's been something that's been on his mind for the you know the last several decades, and that he's able he's been able to kind of mask this situation and be able to overcome an obstacle like this. You know, most people we know most people in our community, most people period can't overcome an obstacle like this. Yeah. Yeah. This man was able to not only you know he did it, you know he paid his debt to society, and now he you know he overcame it. Now he's, you know, a guy in Nike that's 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 uh, making moves, doing some very good things with the NBA and all all the, the bodies that be. I think 
this is kind of that, that you remember you always told me you like the story, the story yes. behind things. Yeah. Yeah. This is the story behind something, you know, that that just resonates, you know, with people. I think it resonates with a lot of people that you can overcome any of their adversity in life. You know, and uh, um, you know, he's obviously involved in the sports world. You know, I think he was a person like you said here, he was involved with the Portland Trailblazers to be on hand and the Jordan brand as it developed to what it is now. Yeah. So this guy, this guy's a powerful guy in in the industry, you know. I mean, but he kept, but he also kept this a secret. He kept it a secret. No one knew. And Nike, I guess, until he, until he did a tell-all book, you know, and he decided to come out because it's something that's been weighing on his heart. Um, and you know, um, I, obviously, I don't condone murder or condone violence like that. But I also don't know the situation we live with if he felt threatened for his life or whatever happened back then. But I do condone that he was over to overcome it. I do yeah. praise the fact that he was able to, you know, live through this and overcome it and, and you know, make a way for his family and everything and show that, man, and this also shows that everybody's incarcerated, ain't, you know, it's not what you think it is. You know what I mean? That, that's, they, why they get I, 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 that's why I stayed right here on this picture of him, right? I mean, this yeah, does yeah. not look like the man, a, a picture of someone who killed someone or is going through even, you know, what, what does mental trauma look like? Right. Mm -hmm. I, does this look like mental trauma? I, I don't think so. Yeah. But you know, that's what this man is going through from sixteen to right now seventy-two. Yeah, right? it's, it's but, the but, face but, of everyone here. But the, the stereotype of someone that comes incarcerated, especially from being incarcerated for murder, is he's uneducated. Yeah, you know, he probably speaks a different vernacular. The way he talks, the way he doesn't. This this is a this is a professional businessman that's done multi-million-dollar bills, yeah. if not billion-dollar deals. You know, coming from an area where he came from, where obviously he made he made a mistake, or he 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 was caught in a situation where he felt no other way out was but to do what he had to do, but the thing that he overcame it, you know what I mean? I think you know, and then your background is his focus. I mean, can you imagine how much focus this man had to do in order to mask that, put that behind him, get himself educated, get himself in a situation where he's a Nike, grow within the company Nike, and be an intricate part in. You know the, the 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 franchises, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Jordan brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, he's it, made Nike. Yeah, I was gonna say, no, it, it just it speaks volumes to the the, the human spirit, right? Right, Be, being yes. able to not do harm to yourself after you've gone through this, and again for 40, 50, 60 years, however long it's been for for this man to be able to again, I'm gonna keep saying it, rise above the darkness, uh, yeah. become a success. Write write uh, a manuscript, write write a book about it, and and literally spill out all, all of his feelings about it, and then, like this picture shows right here, making amends. I, I don't know if it's making amends, but just connecting with the family of of the lost and well, the deceased. Right. I, I think if you read in depth of the story, he did apologize. He's apologized to the yeah. family before, yeah. um, and it was he, he said it wasn't enough. It just he 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 explained the situation to them. He apologized. He's explained it to them several times and apologized. And he, I wouldn't say they have a close relationship, but they have a relationship with each other because he said he he has to get it out. He had to get it out. You know, he had to get it out. What's going on? And this this is just one story. I said that there's several stories on the internet about him, about the whole thing. I just think that um, you know, the fact that he had the courage to connect with the family, yeah. tell them the story how it happened from his view, from his lens, because I know the police report probably said something different, or around the streets, around the corner said something, whatever they want to say. The story's probably been a better sport for him to be able to have the courage to go one on one to that family and talk to them and say, hey, 
this is what happened, you know, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean, I, I didn't mean for this to happen, but this is what happened, you know? So this is, this is a human story. I thought that was real relevant because he is involved in the sports world. He's, he's, you know, he's, 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 he's a powerful figure actually in the sports world, to be honest with you, within the shoe, in the shoe arena, mm-hmm. um, and developing that. Um, and I just, like I said, uh, you know, praise the family for strength that, that he that was a victim. But I mean, I'm, I'm very, you know, I stand up and clap for this, for Larry Miller to be able to overcome that and show perseverance over all the obstacles that were against him to still be successful, still have a voice and still to, now to come tell the story. That's crazy. Because most people yeah. would die this would die with this to the grave. They wouldn't yeah. say anything. They, would, they even just left it, left it alone. Right. And, yeah, and just yeah. let, let it eat themselves up. Yeah, I'm going to put the the, the link to the book in the description, folks, so y'all can get a copy of it. But, you know, what's interesting as well is in the book, Larry Miller didn't mention the name of the person that he killed directly. But folks in Western uh, Philadelphia, you know, got a copy of the book and read about it and they know the story. And that's how it kind of trickled back to to the family. So it wasn't like he put the whole situation out there on blast and wrote, wrote, wrote it down saying, this is a person that, that I had the altercation with. It just, it just got back to the family that, you know, they, they were mentioned, but um, yeah, it, it's, um, it's, it's unfortunate. There's, there's a lot of crime like this black on black crime too. But I mean, it doesn't even matter nationality and culture, but again, just to be able to, persevere through something like this I, I think just speaks kind of volumes and and uh, it's not good for any of anybody that's involved I'm, I'm gonna say that it's, it's ain't right it's not good for anyone involved but mm-hmm. if there can be some healing it, you know, right it, telling these stories yeah. and talking about it having this book uh having counseling session what, whatever needs to happen I, I think that's the good that comes out of this unfortunate loss uh 50 60 years ago so yeah, and I, and I and I think, like I said, I think I think it tells a story that you can arrive above anything and 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 fight yourself through it and fight through adversity and still become a success. Yeah, you know, we all we all have setbacks in life. We all do. Every human in their life has a setback. Um, I think it's just how you approach it and how you choose to overcome it. Um, I haven't read the book. I, I plan on reading the book or listening to the book on audio if yeah. it's an audio book. Um, I I do want to hear a story in detail, but I do believe, like I said, um, you know. For this person to come from that situation to become a powering figure within Nike and, and you know being an intricate part of the Jordan brand and all that stuff, man, I, I'm you know I never heard of the man before, and then I heard of this, then I read about the stories, like wow, this is this is this is crazy. Um, Look, and this he is, is right important. there sitting at the draft, yeah. right for the trailblazer. So he, yeah, <laughs> this is they important. Don't just, they don't I, just I, send right the the you know the mailman or the water boy, yeah, you know, yeah. to sit at the draft. And and look who he's sitting there, you know, right there next next to Jordan himself. This, this yeah. man got some folks in in his in his phone number and his contact. Yeah, so so, that, so so I mean, I think people need to realize. I mean, this guy, this guy, he overcame something that was very very terrible and very tragic. And, and you know he still made something of his life, um, and I, I I commend him for that. You know, and like I said, the accident he did against the young man, I we, we you know we don't know what happened. Yes, we don't know if he, he felt threatened. I would love to hear it to hear it in his book or hear the details of it. You know what I mean? We we know kind of the overview from the from from the news articles. I would love to hear the details if he talks about him in his book of exactly what happened in that situation and why he felt he had to um, do what he had to do. Um, but I, like I said, man, the human spirit in him is alive, you know, was alive and, and thrived and he somehow figured it out. Yeah. You know, and like I said, he he's not the stereotypical 
person you see that you would think that committed a murder or committed a situation, whether it was self-defense or not. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, he, he's not that typical person. So I hope everyone enjoys this book or takes a read of this book. Maybe it'll give them a different perspective on on on, on how how to rise and how to overcome some you know certain setbacks in your life. Yeah, and here it is right here, folks. It's called Jump, uh, My Secret Journey from the Streets to the Boardroom by, by Larry Miller. Uh, yeah, and the fact that it's ebook and and uh, MP3, I'm definitely going to get that, put that in my in my, in my phone. So when I'm at the gym, because I, 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 yeah. I'd rather hear it too, to be honest, hear the audio book. Yeah, yeah. And, and I hope it's him reciting it as opposed yes. to somebody else. But uh, it's good that it's available at all, at all these retailers as well, like Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, Walmart, so all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Man, hard hitting stories tonight, man. Right? Yeah, we, man. We, I mean, but you know, you know what? That's why we don't sleep. We find stories like this to, sleep, to talk man. about. Yeah, we find stories like this to talk about and bring it to people's the forefront for them to listen to. And get a you know get our perspective from yeah uh you know man we, we need to have some like some jokes though man because these are very <laughs> <laughs> very draining we I, I guess we need to find we can't tell any stories about curling in the olympics you know that that's fun that's well i, I don't want to disrespect anyone who's a curler i mean and talk bad yeah. about their sport but you know i'm trying to get to i got to get the rules down before i can talk about any sport and i, I don't understand the rules <laughs> of, of, of uh sweeping the floor uh, in front of a rock. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to understand though, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk bad and, and put nobody out there though. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's a, here's a decent story. How about this? Let, let's, let's talk about somebody getting some, some money. Let, let's, let's talk about this. This, this has been an ongoing story for a minute. This morning, the U S women's national soccer team announced on their I saw it on their Instagram feed that they finally have come to a settlement in their equal pay lawsuit against everybody right <laughs> against everyone for the fact that look one the US women won the world cup they're more exciting to watch they are they're more exciting to watch than the men but they're not getting they have not been getting paid not half not even three quarters of what the men get, right? Either from a salary perspective or from an endorsement perspective. So mm-hmm. they just uh, won their lawsuit from an equal pay perspective. $24 million is going to into a lump sum, which will be distributed out to... So in, in settling the suit, the players will, will receive a lump sum payment of $22 million. This amount will be distributed in a manner proposed by the USWNT players and approved by the district court. U.S. soccer will also pay an additional $2 million into an account to benefit players in their post-career goals and charitable efforts related to women's and girls' soccer. Each player will be able to to apply for up to $50,000 from this fund. Okay, so... Yeah, this is good. It's good. It's a start, right? It's but, a start. But that's what it. There you go, right? It's a start. It's a start. Come on. Yeah. Again, when you look yeah. at what the fellas make, and I'm just gonna give you fifty thousand dollars from the fund to, to to do what you want. This is still this is still chump change. This is still yeah, it's a, it's there's, a, it's there's a no start. equity yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a start. It's it's like, hey, you kind of slap us on the wrist. We'll give you something. Yeah. Put that away. And we're gonna give them all fifty thousand dollars to hope for they'll be quiet. But it doesn't—it doesn't resolve the problem, right? It's not resolving the problem at all. There's still a big problem of disparity in pay. 
you know, when it comes to female athletes and male athletes. Now, the one thing that I do say on that is that, like, women's soccer is, is pretty popular. You know, it's not it like, you know, popular. like women's basketball. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not like the disparity from men's basketball to women's basketball where it's a really huge disparity. Women's soccer is pretty popular, especially international-wise. You know, males obviously is big on the international circuit, but women's is pretty popular. And in the U.S., I think women's is more popular than men. We look forward to seeing, like you said, seeing the women in the Olympics than we do looking at seeing the men in the Olympics because yeah. our men are they not very good. Because they actually yeah, win. Yeah. yeah, they're not very good. So why shouldn't they, at least in the United States, be paid Man. more comfortable or more equal to the equal thing? Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, to me, they should be paid more. They won, they should be paid more. If you win it, you should get and, more. Isn't that what sports is? You get paid on the merits. I mean, we're always looking at the wins and the losses. And if you're winning, yeah, yeah. you keep to keep playing, and you get the endorsements, you get the sponsorships, you get the bonuses. But exactly, uh, I don't know, it, it, I, it I just feel, doesn't make any It doesn't this, make any man. sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But man, you we talked about it before. How companies and 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 and, and professional leagues do such a horrible job marketing. Their women, the women's sports, the equal to their male yeah. sport. Mm -hmm. They do a horrible job marketing the WNBA, in my opinion. They could do a lot better. They do a horrible job marketing women's soccer. You know, the only sport that I've seen that gets some good marketing is college softball, women's softball. They do a pretty good job marketing True. that. Okay, I, I can, I can, you know? I can see that. Yep, yep. And and now women's basketball is starting to get their just due. You started seeing them a little bit more in college basketball, women's basketball, college basketball. It's kind of starting to get they're just do with the tournament and everything. But beyond that, they push the women's sports to the side. Unless it's unless it's an individual like tennis or something like that, which I believe if you market it better, you know, because because the male's excuse is like, well, you don't draw as many fans and you don't draw as much TV time, so we we're not gonna pay you more. Well, you don't put the marketing dollars in us, exactly. You don't put us out there like you <laughs> do that. So how can we draw more fans to be as equal? You know what I mean? So it's kind of a it's it's, it's kind of a catch twenty-two. But I believe, and I say this all the time, if you ever watch the WNBA game, they're really good. I mean, real good. Yeah. They play basketball. The, they play the best fundamental basketball you will ever see. Yep. I think in your lifetime. Yeah. And, and, and the WNBA, that fundamental basketball is so perfect. It's, un, it's unreal. You know, and, and, and on top of that, they got great athletes. True. You know, but they, they won basketball the way you're supposed to. I, I, I would think that the, the, the NBA or whoever – the WNBA is important. I wish they would have enough dollars to market it and be intertwined while the NBA is going on. I don't see why WNBA games aren't opening up for the NBA game. Oh, when you wow. get two for one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because that way yeah. the crowd is already there, right? It's already coming there. You get two for one. You get people that are there to come to see the thing, uh, see them play. I don't see why their playoffs are not intertwined with the NBA playoffs. They think it will take away. I think you can give back. You, you can give into it to make it make it more explosive so people will take the take women's basketball that aren't fans a lot more serious. Um, I believe, I, I think there's just, just genuine ways you can really intertwine the two to make sure they can leverage off what the men have already opened up the doors in order to make their sport popular. Uh, and then then now, now there's no excuse why you can't give them the equal play because they are drawing fans. Fans are coming to see them. People are, they, they are seeing them getting their shoe deals. They are still seeing them getting their, their clothing line. They're seeing all these different things, and now the play starts to become equal. I mean, corporate America is a dirty game, you know, when it comes to the kind of thing, because they want you to justify why you should do that. But on the other side, for male sports, they don't always make you justify it. 
You know, it's that's just true. almost like a gimmick. That's true. Um, which, which is the sad part. So it's, it's it's unfortunate, but I'm glad for them. I'm glad they won the settlement. Yeah. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's enough, but I do believe it's a start because now that this has been happening. When the next settlement comes, it'll be easier to sort it out to make them to get more money yeah. or the more situation. So I'm, I'm, it's 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 a, it's a beginning for them, big time. Yeah, um, I, I want to go back to a couple of things about the WNBA, and I like what uh, Kevin was saying here, right? Yeah, WNBA is excellent basketball if you know what you're looking at, and and that's a, that's a great point. So, Montel, have you ever been to a WNBA game? I or haven't just, been to one. one I've been to one live. I've been to one. I've seen them on TV. Okay, so when you know, when, uh, when the Sacramento had the Monarchs here. Right back, mm-hmm. back in the in the during the first few seasons of the WNBA, I, I would go to those games, and the fans were rabid fans. I mean, the fans were one. We're just happy that we had the uh, women's professional team here. But like Kevin was saying, you know what you're looking at if you know what you're looking at, right? The fundamentals of the game. No one in the in the in the stadium would sit down until the mm-hmm. Monarchs scored their first point. That's how in tune yeah. with the game everyone was. At, at those, I don't know if they still do that for for the other teams. It's unfortunate that we no longer have the Monarchs, but you're right. I mean, again, just and then they won, right? Did the Monarchs yeah. win the championship? Uh, I don't know if they won the championship. I think they got pretty far in the playoffs. They, and, um, well, yeah, okay. the, and, the and they had a couple, couple of really yeah. good good players and all the different things. No, you know what? But LA, mm-hmm. Lisa Leslie and them kind of so yeah. Sacramento and LA, it doesn't matter, men or, men or women. <laughs> so of course, we, we always got issues, but neither here nor there. Um, yeah, man, I, I just, I, I still feel weird about this. I just don't think that this, I think this is just kind of icing on the cake and it's not, we want the whole cake, right? For, for, for the women, for, for title nine, just, just for equality I, in terms of. I don't, I, I don't think it's ever going to be, I don't think right now we're going to see the, the full equality thing, but I do believe since we got to start and that they got their foot in the door to make more noise yeah. to get more money. But again, like, like I said, you got to be able to balance with these corporations because their their thing is you don't draw you don't draw in enough money for me to pay you enough money. But like I told you on the flip side, they don't invest a lot of money in them for to make the big draw. Yeah. You know they don't they don't invest a lot of money until they make the big draw. I think then that part needs to change. Um, but again, like back and I, I speak more to the WNBA because I'm more familiar with it. Yeah, WNBA needs to do a great job. They, I mean, I don't know why they're not marketing to these high school phenom girls. Why aren't they want you know we see the phenom high school boys everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every which way but loose. Why aren't we focusing on the high school girls and making them, you know, making them get a million dollars for their their NIL? <laughs> How come we're not? There's not a there's not a poster child in that realm to make that sport more popular and, and get them more in tune with what's going on. Because again, that basketball is it's very very good basketball. Yeah. And I think if you pump it up enough, and we pump if we pump women's basketball the way we pump up video vixens, they would all be rich. Golly. And so, and you mentioned about the fact that women's softball is pumped up and I'm, and I'm watching the softball games too, cause that's, that's exciting, yeah. but there's no yeah. professional, there's no real professional no. track for that, right? There is no. professional track for women's basketball. So you're right. I'm just restating what you're saying, man. Yeah. You know, why not put some more emphasis and some more folks and some more, more support behind these young girls in high school and college who want to play ball because Man. There's a future in that, and in soccer as well. There's futures well, in that. Look, they they can be out there getting Olympic gold medals for us because the men aren't doing it. <laughs> right. Well, well, you got to look at this situation. You know, yeah. like they they pumping. Let, let's 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 step back a little bit. They they pumping all this money into steam, right? You know, the social yeah. arts for, for for women in all the yeah. schools. They're, they're yeah. doing all this pumping money in there because they want women to become more professionals in the high tech world, learn a lot of more mathematics, become engineers, and all that. 
Absolutely wonderful. But I'm saying from the professional sports standpoint, why are we pumping that? Why, why are corporations saying, hey, let's pump money into these athletes and let's make them pulverize and make them bigger than everything in life mm. so we can start to build that, that audience like we do around the men? You know, because women's sports is exciting. I don't Women's volleyball is exciting. I, I, I watch yeah. volleyball in this world. I'm like, damn, yeah. that's good. They're, they're just they as good as all it. the men. They out there, but we only it. see we only see that. I know there's no professional volleyball leagues, but we only see that during the Olympics. But basketball, we know is here. Women's soccer is here. But again, there's no financial backing or no financial marketing backing to back them up. I think if you really want to, I think those they need to sit down with whatever the men are doing. And I and I promise you, I think the WNBA needs to coincide with the NBA. Why not in those cities you have open? They're the opening game. Now that may not as be as much. I mean, but you get a bigger draw. You get more people come to the game. People that are already going to the game that are sold out, they're already there. And now we have now now their names become more familiar to the NBA audience. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, instead but, of separating, honestly, I believe that more NBA players are support the WNBA and probably are vocal or would be more vocal in support of that league if that. If that kind of was a doubleheader, I I'd, I'd stand yeah. for the doubleheader, right? I'm, I mean, yes. that's, that's, I a mean lo- that's a long day I mean, of, of eating hot dogs at at, at uh, Golden One Center. But, but you know, but the thing is, though, <laughs> even if you came late, because most people are going to come a little bit early, right? If you came late, let's say you came in the, at halftime of the, of the women's game, of the women's game to catch the you know the men's game, yeah, you're still going to get to know those players. They're going to get the TV time because they're there. Now their highlights are intertwined with the NBA highlights that are going on. You get a whole plethora of a basketball. You know, I, I, the part I don't understand is like women's basketball, men's basketball goes on at the same time during college. Why in the pros is it separate? Right. No, that is that is true. That that's, that's you know, not it, an under. It, that's not a, a coincidence either. It's it's not. A yeah, it's not a coincidence. Yeah, now, yeah. I think they I think they think they're capturing the market, but actually I think they're hurting themselves yeah, in the market because now they can't. I mean, can you imagine uh, 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 one of the female had hit nine threes and Seth Curry? Was getting playing the next game comes out and <laughs> she's walking off and they slap hands and like Man. good job they got the two best you know what I'm saying I mean you have dope. a whole lot that going would, yeah. on with that and to be able to build that dynamic and, and players before they go in to watch that game they come early and they can watch the WNBA game when it's not too bad you know before they have to come warm up I think they could do a lot of dynamic things marketing it and coming together and bringing them all together then to separate them out where you're saying hey this is your dollars and this is your dollars and we know you're not going to draw this much of a market because your way away will want to help combine the market so they can and that will make sure their pay equals up it gives a big marketing boost you have all these dynamic athletes that are all together men and women and then we can, it's a go um and i just my perspective on i just i've always yeah, looked at I mean, that, that, that would that would probably address some of the f- conversation around basketball but you know the, yes the, the, today's story was was mainly around around soccer and just the fact that I mean, you, you can't combine those because you know, a, yeah, a, a it's too long. Yeah, too is, long. Is, yeah, is, yeah, it's too yeah. long, right? I you be, you yeah. be sleep before. before <laughs> but <laughs> before but, but, but with soccer, I just I just think you have to be creative in some ways. You have to market it. I don't. I'm not quite sure how, but I mean, the, and and I'm, and, I, and I'm not a. I can't pretend to say I'm a really big fan. I don't really know a lot about soccer or professional mm-hmm. soccer players, mm-hmm. so I can't be like, hey, they could do this. But I know if you think hard, if you have enough heads in there, and you have enough creativity in line. You can think of a marketing campaign that can benefit the both of them and make sure you draw and draw more to the women's soccer sports. I mean, I know they have the professional leagues, but they usually downplay it a lot, especially when it comes to women play, women's sport, women's yeah. professional yeah. soccer, yeah. or if it's a women's softball league, or if it's something that's kind of out of the ordinary, they downplay it a lot. 
I think if, if people put pour a little bit more money into it, and the the bigger powers, not the local powers, but the bigger powers like the ESPNs and all them, throw a lot at it, I think it starts to become more popular to go. I think shoe companies, if you throw money at it, it starts to become. I think you also need to have a face of of, of each of the franchises, definitely a face of the company. You know, somebody that's there that people either they like them for their spirit, their 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 their, 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 their skill set, they like them for the way they look. Yeah. Whatever's a beautiful, whatever's a perfect marketing scenario for them to be able to pump that brand out. That's what I think. That's what they come up with and be able to push it on out there. Um, yeah. I just think they've done a horrible job doing it. I, I really, I mean, I really do because the sport is very good. Yeah, I put I put this back on the on the screen just because there there are three players that that I think are the faces of the U.S. Women's National Team. So her, uh, Megan Rapinoe. Uh, Carly Lloyd, who probably arguably was one of the greatest players. She just retired. And then Alex Morgan. All right. So th- mm-hmm. I think those three are, are the ones who are at the forefront for making all of the good noise about, you know, about mm-hmm. the equal pay and, and about make, making sure that things worked out similarly for, for the women's side. And hey, what's that got- dude? Okay. So, so I got a scenario for what's that dude? Christian, Christian Ronaldo. What's his name? The dude that gets like a hundred million everywhere okay, he goes. So on, on, on the, uh, on the men's side. Yeah. So Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. He, again, so, he, he's again. He's on the men's side. He's yeah. scoring but, goals left well, and right, and and Messier now, and now, those two dudes. Now, well, if I was if I was a person that was in the brand and I owned it, I would like Christian Ronaldo. What I need you to do is endorse the women's soccer, and hopefully, in in some scenario where we can go grab some of your pay and bring it over there where you invest, and you'd be a minority team owner. Wow, that gives us more <laughs> little, little, more <laughs> more credibility. You know, you, you know what I mean. You got to okay. be creative in doing those things to market those things where he's doing a commercial where they're wearing the same shoe or doing whatever you need to do, something to be able to get the national exposure and be creative in marketing. I, 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 I'll keep harping on it. They do a horrible job of marketing women's professional sports. Yeah. It's man, just I, ugly. I, it's you, ugly. You, you hit an interesting chord there. I, I don't know, and I don't know the man, obviously, but, but I don't know yeah. if Ronaldo or Messier would get that deep into this particular scenario because again yeah i I don't know they're they're huge egos and huge uh personalities in and of themselves i mean ronaldo's out there doing the matador move every time he scores scores a goal yeah yeah. you know but but again but again everybody has their price they do commercials right so what's the difference between you doing a commercial with a manager for 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 a, a, a sports drink and not doing a commercial for the w the women's soccer league Saying you endorse it. All it is is reading minds and showing your face. Endorsing the product, what you do. Uh, if you endorse that product, people that follow soccer would do it, I, in my opinion. And I think you start to get more and more buy-in, the more and more professional guy people, guys that are sport, the, uh, men's sports that are influential, the more they, pro- they pump it up, the more people buy into it. It's like people buying, you know, I hate to say his name, Kanye West out. The yeah. more you pump it up, the more people, you, you know, you, you get into it. If, if, if Kanye West said, hey, Go follow women's soccer, and he wore a women's soccer jersey just to promote it. Yeah, people will buy it. I mean, people bought the, the Larry Hoover sweatshirt for two hundred dollars. They would buy a jersey. They would buy it. Why not have Kanye design a uniform? Why don't you just be creative with your marketing on how to get people to buy in and watch and be and be there? Once you do that, now you got a product. W women's sports don't do that. Yeah. Men's sports do it all the time. No, that's we true. got rappers and videos with them. We got them in the shoes. We got them wearing everything. Why are we having uh uh? Uh, Megan Thee Stallion wearing a woman's soccer jersey. How come we ain't got Cardi B 
wearing, you know, a softball jersey. Well, you know what I'm saying? Okay, no, now, now you're getting good with creative. I, I think, yeah. now see, that I can, I, can, I can get behind, and I think would happen faster than someone like Ronaldo or, or Messier doing what you talked about because, like, like Kevin is saying, why should it be Ronaldo or Messier or, or any any of those players' responsibility? For, right? I, I think we're, no. we're I think we're looking yeah. at trying to mask the whole thing and trying to find a band aid to the real wound here, and, and yes. instead of the uh, e- equal pay for equal play type yeah. type of thing. But 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 again, the argument will be. I'm not gonna pay you equal pay because you don't you don't have a bigger draw. You don't have enough draw for me to pay you that equal pay. Remember, yeah. you get uh, the way you get paid is drawing fans. This, this, this is this is this is why we miss Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is why we miss Kobe because Kobe was the champion. You have to be honest in the whole situation. Yeah. I'm not saying that women don't deserve more. I'm saying the argument on the corporate side is gonna be like, okay, well the men's draw in three hundred thousand fans. You're only drawing in fifty thousand fans, so I'm not going to pay you the same amount as, I, as someone that's drawing in three hundred thousand fans to someone only drawing fifty thousand fans. Yeah. Regardless, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's not an economical. Uh, it's not an econo- economical smart investment to be able to do that. So that's going to be the argument why I don't pay you equal pay. I'm saying in order to get the equal pay, you need to invest more money in the marketing to make sure that fifty thousand now becomes one hundred fifty thousand fans, so we can draw you closer to that equal pay. Get you going there because now you can justify it on the back end. You can't say we're not drawing fans no more because we are doing it. You can't say we're not selling selling gear because now we are doing it. You're not selling we're not doing commercials because now we are doing it. And when you do that, you have bigger fans drawing everything. I'm saying the Messiers and the Ronaldos, not for them to be the savior. I'm saying for them to help endorse them to help them get them on equal pay and to be investing in their sport as a whole. Not just men's soccer. We're investing in soccer as a whole. So I'm lending my name and my likeness. To them, to, in order to draw fans and get this thing going, going big, bigger and better. Got you, got you. And yeah, we got uh, like Kevin is saying. Yeah, you know, Steph Curry's doing some things out there. He, he's trying to make some noise. It, it's not enough. We, we need some more folks to make noise because Steph Curry can't go to Cleveland without getting booed at the All Star game because they still don't like yeah. him. He, he had a hard Ooh, time. Right. But did he rub it in their face though? <laughs> <laughs> he had a hard time last week in Cleveland because they still don't 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 like the Curry family. But yeah. we'll, we'll I digress and we'll, we'll move on. But man, that is that is why we miss Kobe because Kobe was he was he was the man from from that perspective. Um, okay, all right, brother. Um, yeah, you know, good good for him for what for what he did. Yeah, he he was you know girl dad and he he was a champion for for all those types of things um the last story that that i had unless you had something else i was real interested about a uh docuseries that that was coming out and you know i i follow barstool on on instagram but didn't realize that they were actually out there trying to do some real breaking Mm -hmm. real hard hidden types types of uh of uh, commentary, I did not realize how ill or how sick Coach Deion Sanders was out there on the side of the field. I thought, you know, yeah, I know he had the turf toe and he had the ass like uh, scooter and everything, but there is a uh, two season series out there called uh, Coach Prime: The Fall Season, and it's a six episode docu series. It takes viewers behind the scenes of Jackson State University's football program and how he coached, how he took them to be 
who they are, the powerhouse, how they came to win, how they came to get so many first round draft picks. And then the fact that the man is sitting in this electric chair right here bundled up because, you know, he's got, he's got health issues. Yeah. With his toes and with his feet and things of that. But I'm interested to see other things that, that, that may have been behind it kind of, what drove him? We, we, I mean, we know Dion was the man out there, right? He, he was mm-hmm. shut down, right? When, when, when he played Dion Sanders and he still resonates and has all of the clout and, and credibility with young players and old players alike. But yeah, Barstool, what is it? It's a uh, Barstool Sports and SMAC Entertainment airs on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the next three weeks. This uh, second season of Coach Prime, the fall season. Have you had a chance to check it out yet? I haven't had to check it out. I didn't realize it was out there. To be honest. I don't even know. If, no, how do we? Is it a YouTube or, or how? How do we get Barstool Sports Digital? Man, and, and I don't know. I'm gonna have, have to look. I'm gonna have to look look up Barstool Sports to see where where they where they where they where they, where they uh, stream it at. But I mean, the credit to Dion, man. I mean, um, like I said, I, I always knew he had the foot problems. He had yeah. ever since he was in the pros. Um, you know, and I'm pretty sure he, you know, he played through it like everybody else was. Yeah. When he was doing it, and he was younger. Let's be honest, he was younger. So you think you're invincible at those times, and I think that it's caught up to him. Um, as far as his job that he's done at Jackson State, I mean, he's brought so much revenue to that program and brought so much light on that program. And, you know, like I said before, pro uh, pre Dion, when you talked about HB, H, HBCUs, you only talked about Grambling, maybe Howard, maybe Spellman. Because you heard of it on TV or something <laughs> like that. Back, back now, back. now when you talk, now when you talk HBCUs, you talk Jackson State. Yes, you it's in that conversation. It's it's almost so, the first one out your mouth. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the young, with the young people, it is the first one kind of yeah. about Jackson State yeah. is where they want to go to. Um, I think people need to understand money with these schools or enrollment. I think Jackson State's enrollment is at an all time high now. From what I read the other day, you know they they got a waiting list trying to get into that school now. Or before that, I don't even think they could be couldn't get people to go to get, go to HBCUs. Yeah, which is which is very interesting that he's done that, and you know I think other HBCUs are taking the same flight trying to get, uh, you know, hire ex NFL guys to kind of get them to give them that give them that that big advertising push. But uh, uh, um, I, I told you before, I was reading something. Someone was saying that today that where's Dion taking this? And it was a it was a big article. I'll, I'll, I'll send it over to you. They were saying where where does Dion go from here? That's what I said. Where does Dion go from here? Hmm. And I truly believe he's going to be the person that makes the HBCUs have their own TV network, which is where the the big money is and the big advertisement dollars and the big revenue share they can have with all those schools. Because now there is an audience for it, and he's proved there is an audience for HBCUs. He's proven it. He's proven that he could sell out games. He's proven he can have a winning program. He's proven he can be his own self. And be out there and recruit the top recruits in the nation. Um, Deion's changed the game for HBCUs. I mean, I think this is more this is more impactful in his career than he did when he was playing. You know, because he's changing so many lives, he's bringing so much money and bringing so much attention to, to this more than when he was playing. I mean, we already know he's a shutdown corner; he's a Hall of Fame guy. But this what he's doing right now is super impactful because he's changing the narrative of HBCUs. He's actually changing the narrative of college football. In, in, in how it works within the system, he's a he's a F, he's a FCS school buying to say I should be playing in the FBS bowl if I if I make it there because we're good enough regardless if I'm an HBCU or not. Which is never no one's ever argued that no one's ever came up with that argument. He's he's bringing that argument to the table. I think he's bringing an argument where we do have uh, we do have fans, we do have 
uh, uh, we do have a clientele that appeals to us that likes watching us, that loves coming to our games, that likes watching us online, that loves watching us when we are on ESPN. I've never seen the HBO, HBCU have seven games on ESPN until last year. Jackson State was on ESPN or ESPN two seven times last year. Where, where has that ever been heard of? You're on mute, James. I can't hear you. You're on mute. James, you're on mute. You know, I'm on yeah. There you go. I got, I got yeah. a shirt that says that too. I was gonna say, I said, imagine <laughs> if if he had won that game. Oh yeah. Hmm. Imagine, imagine if, if if Jackson State had won that bowl game. Good lord. I, I'm I'm saying, man, he, he's he's done some amazing things there. Yeah. Um. I didn't like you said. I didn't realize his health was deteriorating to where it, where it is. But I believe he's said he said he's he's tr- he's he's tr- he's been a trailblazer in the HBCU world. Like no other, um, he's doing it really big, and I think the next phase we're going to see is in basketball. I think basketball is going to be the next phase in HBCUs. It's probably going to have a big impact and a big change there, and then things are going to really start changing where they're they're equal. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I I just think there's some things going on there, and I, and I believe sooner or later, I, I've talked about it. And if anybody does it first, or there's going to be an HBCU network where they televise HBCU sports 24-7, just like they do the SEC network, just like they do the Pac-12 network, just like they do the Big Ten network. I believe the HBCU, especially if they merge, the SWAC and the other con- and the other conference, if they merge together, there's more than enough content that is there for them to be able to do that 24-7, seven days a week to have their own channel and be able to live and be able to live tele- televise games. There's a market there for it. And there's definitely advertised dollars there because we know, you know, we, we're, we're a big consumer. You know, HBCUs are big consumers. Black people and black folks yeah. that watch these games and watch these are big consumers. That's a big marketing ploy for them. So I think I think this is going to be in the works. Would love to see that, man. Would love to see that, man. Kevin, yeah, man. Let Let's do it. It, it. it would be crazy though to see and from from the college lifestyle perspective, and you know, just a day in the life of college students, athletes, or, or whatever. If Barstool was the one who did it, I I, I don't I don't know if I. If it happened, I'd be cool with it. But but good lord, if, if Barstool Sports and Dave Portney were the one who inked that deal and, and brought the HBCU TV, HBCU network to 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 the masses, that that would be a story in and of itself. Because that 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 would that would be like oil and water. But hey, I I would I'd welcome it. But uh, it, it would be it would be pretty. I mean, crazy. I, I think I think. I think it would be like everything else, like they do, like the SEC. You know, I mean, I'm sure we watch the SEC, the Big Ten channel, and all that. But I do believe with the HBC, you people know so little about HBCUs. There's so much content to do, like with Battle of the Bands, with yeah. things they do, with, with things they do, you know, on and off the field. Just the lifestyle of the HBCUs is completely different from a traditional college because the things they have going on. Um, I think there's so much content there that they can have. That, I mean, it's almost a match made in heaven to be able to go to different schools and see how these things are done. You talk about reality shows about reality athletes. Can you imagine seeing the lifestyle of some of these athletes and how they live? Man, in some that of these would be so schools? cool. That would be so you know, to see that. To be able to see how they do every year. You know, we, comparable, comparable when we see Michigan on Netflix, how they're doing their thing. It'd be love to see, well, how are they doing it over in Grambling? You know, how's Hugh Jackson getting his team ready and how are they doing it by week by week and how are they dealing with all the issues and successes they're having? I think there is a true market for that, um, especially if, if it's all eyes are on HBCU, man. So I think I think it's 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 I, I believe it's going to be in the mix. I really do. 
I wish I, I wish I had the, the, the millions of dollars to do it myself because I would. But I mean, I just think that's this is a great job. I think that's just a great idea that's going. Dion is going to be definitely inching his way towards it. He's going to be the first one to ink that deal. And when it goes, it's going to just it's going to keep rolling, and everything's going to just kind of bubble up and be successful. Yeah, I, I mean that that could be this this next chapter of his life. That could be the next evolution of what he does. I think he if when that happens, I think he will still stay at Jackson. He'll stay somewhere in coach, right, to have his impact there, and then probably. Once the network is, is our, look, we're, we're speaking it in, into existence, folks, right? So once that network is actually up and running, then probably go and work for that network. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't see him being so integral to the start of something like that. And then walking away. I could, I couldn't see him walking into the sunset without having some kind of hands on it, right? Either owning pieces of it being frontline commentary or, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, after his coaching days, I, I, I could see him being pretty ingrained in an in, in HBCU type of a, of a network as well. So hopefully, hopefully something like that does happen, man. Yep, absolutely. I love to see there are enough so, independent filmmakers, video companies out there that you could create all kinds of positions to make it a reality, man. That's nothing but truth right there. But the people are out there ready. Cameras are ready. Camcorders, lights, camera action, right? Let's, let's get it in and, and, and follow these folks around the, around the field and get, get them on, get them on camera. Gosh, I would love that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even see, but then here we go again with another subscription. Netflix just raised their subscription prices. So now we're paying $20 a month. Um, hey, Amazon Prime Hulu, just raised Hulu, theirs. It's one thirty. Wait, wait, just say, what? Hulu got live sports. So let's just say Hulu take on the Black Network channel and let it go. Let it ride right there. So, let, let, let uh, Hulu take I, it on, right, man? Yeah, man. I just, I, I just think there's, there's a great opportunity there just to be able to, you know, have you know HBCU network like the B, the BTN, the Big Ten network. Yeah. They show the sports from every night, like a sports center type thing. They have reality shows. They have all these things, man. It's cultivating there for the HBCU for us to, to have our experience on camera as well, you know, and for them to have their experience on cameras, what they're going through. And not only to have live sports, but other content. There's more than enough, man, and there's more of enough interest. So yeah. I think it's ready. To, I think it's ready to bubble pretty soon. Let's 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 hope. We, I got fingers and toes and eyes crossed right now. We'll, we'll see if it happens. We'll have it. Yeah. See, you, you long, know, as, but, long, long as long as team no sleep got some content on there too. We be all good. <laughs> hey, you know what? We 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 will cut you a deal. We we will be an early uh, platinum sponsor or, or whatever, and uh, we won't we won't take all your money, but we're gonna no, take no, some. No, of, yeah. We gonna take some of your money because you are gonna have some money to spread around. Uh, <laughs> On, on, on that note, man, look, we, we, we talked about it. We, we, we debated about some things, folks. This is what we do, right? Y'all know, come on, team, no sleep in the building. Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Is this a good time for everyone? Right? I, I know af after the show, I'm going to pull the analytics. I'm going to look at all the folks that obviously watch it live on all the platforms. We get a lot of love on Twitter. We, we do. And so, shouts out to the Twitter audience watching right now. And I'm going to pull those numbers, but. You know, if 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 coming live and, and doing this at on another day at another time resonates, if the, the subject matter that we talk about, if if it's scary to you, you don't like it, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what am I telling now? We ain't we not gonna stop with that part, right? We 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 gonna keep bringing real hard hidden uh, stories to you that that make you think a little bit, have those awkward conversations. So, uh, but you know, again, as I always say, give us your 
Give us your feedback. If it's good or bad, give us your criticism, feedback, whatever the case may be, so we can uh, just continue to get better and do better, man. So I tell you, good, man. Good, man. Blessed, as usual, man. That's it. Shout, That's hey, it. shout out to the USFL, man. They draft today, man. Another football, okay. football professional football organization. They had their first draft, man. Good luck to all those young gentlemen uh, to, to continue their dream, right, to be, to be able to play professional sports. So continue to them. I hope uh, – you know, it's going to be for the next couple of days. I hope to see all those guys get the opportunity to shine and rock and roll, man. Otherwise, man, prayers up, man. Prayers That's up and feed Danny. That's how we do. Y'all be good to yourself. Mom, you're asking what this hat says. It says, just start. I'll show you where to get it if you're looking for one of them. It's uh, from another content creator that's out there in these streets. So uh, y'all be good to yourself. Take care. And we will holler at you next week for sure. Be good.